Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Oh my god, you scared me. <laughs> I love doing that to mods. Like, like he then likes to do it to me and while I'm driving. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is chaotic and potentially deadly. Why would you do that? I want everyone to know that Melissa's doing her makeup while we record this podcast. Yep. You can't see because there's no camera. And worst lighting ever. Yeah. Alexa, turn on the lamp. If you keep that in the podcast, everybody's lights are turning on. Great. Love it. <laughs> keep it in. Welcome to but quite sure how to help you with that. Dude, why is she always talking back? I don't know. She's every time you've (laughs) you've talked to her recently that I've heard you, like she's always responding. Always responding. And like she did it. She turned the lights on. Mm -hmm. So what is she? Oh, you know what probably was? Because you said everybody that's listening, and then yeah, that's what it was. You you triggered it and then she was confused. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to But Am I Wrong? podcast starring two people who have never been wrong. So it is a monumental occasion, though. We are recording this in person together. Yeah, we haven't recorded since December together, even though we've seen each other plenty. Yeah. (laughs) I I, like truly when I I have zero concept of time. I saw a friend like two weeks. I don't know. Whatever. The last time I saw you in person, my friend was over before you. Yeah. And I saw her as well. Yeah. She was like, oh my God, I haven't like, we haven't seen each other since Christmas, like before Christmas. And I was like, yes, we have. And she's like, no, like legitimately I haven't like seen. And I just could not wrap my head around it. That's like one of like the plus sides of ADHD is I don't really miss people and I don't mean that in a negative way it's just because I just didn't know the time has. yeah I don't really miss people either I feel like if I'm talking to you we're still communicating yeah this is new things that I got from you and I don't know what anything is I think I was supposed to use this first yeah I must have just put on brow gel first <laughs> and is now going in with a brow pencil I mean here I don't know I'm not Nikki tutorials I can't tell you what the the PEMDAS order of yeah, operations. I'm, I'm doing a new new routine. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you got to try. I don't know. I don't even think this is the right color. It looks gray. We'll see. So this is a podcast on two people have never been wrong. My name is Megan and I'm joined by beauty guru in the making. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa. What is up? What is up? So on this podcast, we go through our lives and we go through your lives and then people's lives who have not been, <laughs> who have not uh, asked to subject themselves to this podcast. And we just tell you if you're wrong. Mm-hmm. It's pretty simple. It is pretty simple. And it is also a wonderfully fun concept that I think a lot of people have started to also very much enjoy, which we love to see that. But it, it is great 
that now we get all these DMs. People who are like, oh my gosh, wrong of the week. This is the wrong of the week. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the wrong of the week. So we love it. And yeah, what's new with you? Did I do anything this weekend? No, this was the weekend. Both of us felt like shit. Yeah, both yeah. Di- unwell. <laughs> yeah. Died. I just woke up on Saturday. Actually, it started Friday. I was recording another podcast. The other podcast is just between us. And I usually come in at the end and give a rating of the show. Mm-hmm. And I felt so nauseous and queasy that I couldn't even do it. Like, it was terrible. And then I had to do an audiobook, which was I finished it up pretty because we were far along. So I finished it up pretty quick. But I just like crashed after that. And then I woke up on Saturday around two, three, three, three. I woke up and I just felt like I'd been run through and not in a good way. No. <laughs> so I broke my back and it was me. Yeah. It was not enjoyable experience. Yeah, it was not enjoyable at all. Uh, so that was my Saturday. And then Sunday, I was fighting a racist on Reddit all day. And so that just took me out. And then I also had to still, because Friday and Saturdays are, are usually Thursday and Fridays are when I usually review edits for the mm-hmm. shows. So I had to review edits. So it was just like, I felt like just exhausted and then I woke up at seven on on Monday in the morning because I just had this feeling that Megan was going to need to come over to record so I was like I need to clean so I got up and cleaned so that's the earliest (laughs) I've ever like heard of you being awake yeah unless I've stayed up all night like that's like you waking up and being like gotta start my day like that is just like not that is that is not your timeline I'm trying to be this become my timeline because Why? there's only one reason. So you know that social club I told you that I joined? Yes. So they have free breakfast. Well, it's included in my membership, but they have free breakfast every day. But it's literally a mile away from here. So I need to wake up so I can go get my breakfast Dude, I that love I paid breakfast. for. Me too. Like breakfast food is like just yeah. elite and superior. Yeah. In the hotels where they have like free breakfast, mm-hmm. I will change my entire sleep schedule just so I can have the free food. Wait, you know what you can always do? You can also, like, just walk over there, get your food, eat, or maybe not eat. Go back to sleep. Yeah. You know, bring a little Tupperware? Yeah. Pack, pack a little to-go pack box? <laughs> pack I it up do. and leave? Yeah. It's, like it's, still, it's a mile, so it won't be walking. But. No, no, no. <laughs> Especially you early said in the morning. I know. No. You said right around the corner. Yeah. Okay. I, um, it's an L.A. corner. If I had a, a bike, maybe. If I had a scooter, electric scooter, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. I love a scooter. Because, I mean, there's bike thingies. Not the paths, but the thing that's on the Lanes. street. The lane. Yeah, the bike lane. So I could just yeah. zip on down there and be there in five minutes. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> uh, I haven't ridden a bike in so long. I wonder if it is true that it's like just like riding a bike. I'm like, scared for you to ride a bike. As clumsy as you are, I am terrified for you to yeah, ride a bike. Yeah, I bruise. I bruise like a peach. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, my whole legs are just covered more than normal yeah and like my wrists my arms like everything is covered in bruises because I moved this past weekend as we're recording this you know this is going to be like a week plus out that we've I've moved but we had such parallel experiences on Saturday which I love when this happens not that I want anyone else to suffer with me but like Saturday we were like you were like mate I'll come over see the place Mm -hmm. well all of that and I forgot that when I also started dying on Friday night. And then I got your text message at three o'clock and I was like, oh shit. And you were like, saw your story. I also feel like shit. And I was like, 
you know, I don't want you to also feel bad, but now I feel like I did not fuck up and flake on, like, yeah. texting you to come over and all of that. But also, it's Oh, us. no, I would have... Yeah. Yeah. I'm not friends with people who, like, hold me accountable <laughs> for that shit. I'm like, no, you can hold me accountable for a lot, but like, Yeah. I love hanging out with you, but, like, also, we could talk. Yeah. Here's the thing. <laughs> I can text someone and FaceTime someone and... It hits same. the same. Yep. It hits completely the same. Like, I enjoy it. It's it's great. I find hanging out with people needs to be, like, convenient. And if it's not convenient, I'm not going to have fun. Like, mm-hmm. if I have to stress out, like, to plan or to, like, get somewhere or whatever, like, it will, I will not have a good time. It doesn't, like, make up for that, which is a hard city to live in for LA because everything takes time. Yep. Um, but, yeah, so I moved this past weekend, and I... Don't regret moving. I'm so happy about our house. We're like so privileged and so lucky. And I don't want to say that like, oh, it's like hard. Like we we deserve this like bunch of hard work because it's <laughs> those things are pretty much irrelevant when it comes to housing. Mm-hmm. So we are really privileged and we're really lucky. But moving, regardless of how excited you are about where you're going, even if you got a promotion, you're moving to a new city or whatever, moving in itself is like a bitch and a half. So I am not good at taking care of myself, which is why we will need to have a dog before we can have a baby. <laughs> because I think I'm better, I am better at taking care of other people than I am like with taking care of myself. But I just, I done fucked up. I, maybe the vlog that I've recorded for my moving vlog will actually be up by the time that this is out. Who knows? Check my channel. Um, but <laughs> Google I, me. Google me. <laughs> But I topped off my horrible, horrible Friday, like exhaustion, didn't eat, didn't drink, didn't like take care of myself at all, didn't sit down, didn't take breaks. Like my legs were so swollen. I looked like I was like eight months pregnant. Like I could hard, I couldn't really walk. And then in my desperation, because I hadn't eaten anything since that morning and oh, it was no. 2 a.m., I Googled safe, gluten-free fast food French fries. And I don't know why I do this because all of the last times I've like, eaten food that's been like contaminated with gluten Mm -hmm. has always been this instance Mm -hmm. but like every time I'm just like desperate and I think it'll be okay and Wendy's fries did me dirty and here's the thing maybe the website lied to me and said that they do different fryers maybe the person who was like or like maybe whatever it was also their franchises so it could be one does it and someone else doesn't or even just like the employees who are doing it just kind of like being lax with it, especially that late at night because mm-hmm. it was like 2 a.m. And then I spent the entire rest of the night until 7 a.m. just barfing my absolute brains out. So I then was tapped out from moving on Saturday. Mats had to take over, as he should. I mean... <laughs> you'll hear about that in my... um. But am I wrong? Okay. So it was like as if moving couldn't be hard enough. My body was like, ayo... Your body was like, you're doing too, too much. much. You, hey, we're about to break and down. And I predicted it. Like, I knew it. Like, I had posted an Instagram story a couple of days before being like, I'm predicting, like, the biggest crash after this. Like, I just, like, no, I haven't been taking care of myself. And then it was just, like, as a singular day, it would have wiped me on my ass. But it was after, like, two weeks leading up to it of, like, similar behavior and, like, similarly just, like, not taking care of myself. And, like, if my biggest advice to anybody who is moving, and this is not necessarily specific for people who have ADHD or people who have like chronic illness because when you are like push comes to shove and like you are in 
uh, time crunch and all of that stuff, like we all tend to kind of really push ourselves, set a fucking timer for when to take breaks and eat and have like the food pre-made there. Because that's the thing that like, if I was just, I just kept powering through every single day mm. and then it would be like 11.30 p.m. And there's no food at our house because we didn't grocery shop. And then there is like nothing for me to like order. And so then I'm eating chips for dinner and mm. like chips and jerky. And like, it's just not sustainable. And so like my biggest advice for anyone moving, plan ahead, have like, pull a Melissa, get one of those personal chefs to like skip you <laughs> a Tupperware full of these meals and to have those and then set timers on your phone for like when you need to take a break to do that. And then if you've got like movers coming or other people, just scheduling that around these things as opposed to like trying to fit eating into the existing schedule, fit other things around that because it's just like you, it ruins you. And so thankfully we are moved are we unpacked now <laughs> but we are old apartment I mean, you, you've only been there for two days like yeah and i only could really like walk but i couldn't stand for long periods of time sunday but i could walk on sunday also like i've been here since september and i still am not fully unpacked i don't even notice though so that makes me feel better yeah. right now i still like walking around boxes and things we still have a couple things that we are gonna sell so if anyone is interested shoot me a dm i think we're gonna eventually be selling the dining room table and our dining room chairs does it fit though yeah because melissa the heiress to to (laughs) a furniture fortune (laughs) she came in there and goes there's a leaf in this table let's take this fucker out and then it was just like calling the shot like flip that's what you do this and the whole time i'm going and then it made it so much smaller And so we're selling that. We're eventually going to be selling our bed, which is like huge. It's like a king bed frame. It's very pretty. It's just too big for the room. Like I might take it. I know. I was thinking about that. Between you and Cammie, I feel like I could just like start a group chat. I was actually thinking of switching office and bedroom, moving, making this my bedroom instead. And then I could put a king in here. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And then also, uh, I think our nightstands in there too. Which are all very nice. It's just that the our house is smaller than our apartment was. And also not like height ceiling wise, but the because like our bedroom at our apartment was like so huge that it was like unproportionately huge. And I don't mean this as like, oh my God, it was so it, it was just like an awkwardly large space mm-hmm. that I didn't I wish it was yeah. it sounds dumb to say I wish it was smaller, but like I do because like what the fuck do you put in a bed like yeah. in a fucking bed? Like, yeah. It was just a lot of like dead empty space that we had to fill. And so then we also got like a big ass bed to make up for it. So gonna be selling all of those things and um You're gonna get a queen? No, we're gonna keep the king. We're just gonna do a lower profile bed and one that isn't as wide around it. Mm-hmm. And I think when we do smaller nightstands as well, that will that will help. But yeah, because, you know, also we just let lot, not nearly as much closet space we used to have. It's an adjustment, but it's like I'm obsessed with it and I can't wait for you to see it. I can't believe you still haven't seen it. Nobody's seen it. I have one friend who's you seen it. You act like you've been there for months. I it's know. been a few days. And also we were both fucked up our <laughs> asses on Saturday. We were both like supremely unwell. Yeah. That was so bad. Like I can't remember the last time I felt that bad. Yeah. I felt worse than I did when I like actively was like in the early days of COVID. Oh, damn. Moth kept making fun of how I was walking. Like, once I felt better, he, like, wasn't doing it when I was actually feeling bad. But I did look like a middle schooler playing a grandma in a play. 
Like I was like hunched over and like my legs were shaking. But he was like, I was concerned about you because like I just like couldn't form a sentence. And like I was like not saying real words. Oh, I don't know. It was so bad because it's like, you know, if you think if you're super dehydrated, you're super, super overly hungry. And then, you know, you were standing for hours and hours and hours because I had to help handyman and like be the flashlight. And so I just had to stand Mm -hmm. there and hold the flashlight like. Oh, my God. They didn't have, like, a little clamp they could just... Or put the little light on their hat? Mm-mm. Seems like a them problem. Yeah, but then it became my problem. I know. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, still very excited. Still very happy. We made it through. Look at us. Hey. Look at look us. Look at us. Your hair looks so cute. Thanks. Everybody, you need to go back and watch this week's episode of Don't Blame Me, the video version, so you can see how cute Melissa's hair looks. Hee-hee. Well... Shall we get into reading the results of last week? Which I guess we should give you a little preamble if you're new here. We are obviously going to go through who we think is wrong in every segment of our show, but we don't want to just hear from us. We want to hear from all of you. So then we upload onto our Instagram polls for you to vote on for who you think was wrong in every segment. And they went up very late this last week, but everybody was very kind and understanding. They're usually up Friday, but before Monday. So just keep checking back and we always put them in a highlight so you can see all of them. And shall we read the results? All right. My first one is singing should be banned on airplanes. 4% said that I was wrong and 96% said I was not wrong. Someone responded and was like, I get what she's saying, but like, I don't think it should be like illegal. And I was like, who said anything about it? I saw that as well. <laughs> like, we're not making like a federal memory. Right. Like, I'm going to go to the, whoever controls the airline stuff, I'm going to go to them and be like, I have a, a very strong stance on this. No, like, I think that already, though, standing in aisles is illegal. So, like, I think that that aspect of it. But I I mean, I know you weren't saying to, like, it shouldn't be a crime, but I personally do think (laughs) it should be a crime. I think it should be a crime punishable by me throwing tomatoes. Tomato, tomato, tomato. 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 Okay, then we have me versus the allergens listed on menu. 1% said I was wrong and 99% said that I am not wrong. And I got a lot of messages from people in other places who are like, this is so baffling that America is so behind on this. And one person specifically had said that their mom is like working towards trying to pass legislation for this because she, her daughter who responded, has a lot of like very deadly allergies. And I was like, go mom on her team. So the first one was writer number one that her, her stepmom had sent her an email that had a book in it. And the stepmom got mad that she didn't respond to the email when the writer was going to respond in person. And 4% said the writer is wrong. And then 96% said the stepmom is wrong. Checks out to me. Makes sense. Then we have writer number two versus setting boundaries with a house guest. 1% said the writer's wrong. And everybody who said that, I think all four of them messaged and said, oops, my B. That was an accidental vote. 40% said husband is wrong. 59% said house guest is wrong. And overwhelmingly, everybody wishes I included husband and house guest mm-hmm. are wrong. To be fair, though, I do think the husband is more wrong in this situation because the husband, that's the, the relationship. Yep. You know? Yep. Agree. All right, then writer number three versus Jess, who is mad that writer likes Jess's friend, Katie Moore. 3% said the writer's wrong. 96% said Jess is wrong. 1% said Katie's wrong. I can only ever see this as like 
new girl. It's Jess. I like know. I'm just picturing. <laughs> I should have. I should have done the, the picture of her. <laughs> uh, then we have writer number four versus her boyfriend and boyfriend's mom who won't help her going through a financial hardship. Four percent said the writer is wrong. Twelve percent said the boyfriend is wrong. Two percent said boyfriend's mom is wrong, and eighty-two percent said boyfriend and mom are wrong. It seems like most people had the similar belief as ours where it was like, I agree with what Melissa said in the sense that like, this is, you you fucked up in this like relationship and mm-hmm. like, it's not, it's hard to ask for grace in like a financial rent relationship, but they shouldn't have done it. Yeah. All right. Then we've got wrong of the week. Judge Catherine Kimball Mazel flying without masks. 98% said judge no brains is wrong. And then 2% said judge no brain is not wrong. And then finally, we have my wrong of the week. I nominated Revolve Fest. 99% said Revolve Fest is wrong. 1% said Revolve Fest is not wrong. And those people also messaged and said, oopsie daisy. And then, of course, I had to include an iconic picture of the Hutch. <laughs> like, can you just believe? People are going to die. Which is sad, but like inevitable. I truly, truly, truly can't. I also truly have so many questions And I'm not going to call these people out specifically by name. But there are some of you who vote every week for, like, the bigoted opinions. And I just, like, do you have, like, a degrading kink? Like, why are you here? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're about to get real mad now. Ooh, baby. Maybe it's just because, like, their only form of entertainment is, like, Tucker Carlson and the LeBrands. And so they're, like, desperate Mm -hmm. that they just have to accept content into their lives from people who personally I hate you do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so I just think it's just they must get off on it they must they must should we get into our next segment our first segment is but am I wrong where we're each going to share our things in our life or our hot takes and the other one's going to tell us if we're wrong or not and then you're going to go and vote so mine is this is particularly for people that actually listen and are taking things in. This isn't for people that already have opposing opinions mm-hmm. because like you're not going to get through to those people. Yeah. So if you've been li- like, you mean of listeners? Or of oh, listeners, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're, if we haven't gone through to you yet. Like, <laughs> I don't know what. Unless you're, this is your very first episode that you're, you're listening to. Also, I want to preface it. As well, that if you live in a different country, please don't write in talking about how your government is better and why, because that's not helpful at all. And it's also not always super correct. Mm -hmm. There's like that happened a lot in the Black Lives Matter movement here. A lot of people like in the UK are like, oh, we don't have this here. Like we don't we don't have racial issues here. And it's a lot of white people saying that and everyone be like, oh, oh, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm." Yep. Also, for the people that say that we get too political tough titties what the fuck do you think this <laughs> show is but a lot of people get mad and they're like democrats control the house democrats control the senate there's a democrat president democrat-ish president <laughs> well, also what is a democrat <laughs> <laughs> and they're like why can't we get things passed and they're not thinking about the fact that we have the filibuster which the filibuster in itself is at its highest rate. It should be something that's helpful, but it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because if you don't understand what the filibuster is, is that it was set up so that we won't have anything like if something comes up for vote and the majority just automatically vote 
for something that could be wrong if there was more discussion. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason why it was set up. And so for anything really to get past stuff, if they open up a filibuster in a Senate, you have to have a 60-40 vote as opposed to the majority. Mm -hmm. So in order for us to, you know, move forward and get policies made, we need to get rid of the filibuster because it doesn't help. I mean, a lot of things even going back to, I think one of the most famous filibusters was Strom Thurmond back when civil rights was, they were trying to pass laws and it didn't pass for so long because of the filibuster. Mm -hmm. And then people argue, you know, like, a lot of things with that Trump was trying to get passed because Democrats were filibustering it, it didn't go yeah. through. But like if we have the right people there to begin with because of other laws that need to be put in place for voting and things, then it wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. So people are saying we'll get to this later, but yeah. there was a leak of a potential draft of something to get Roe v. Wade overturned. And they're like, well, the Democrats control everything. So why don't they just get, they need mm. to codify Roe v. Wade, but they can't do it because of the filibuster. So codifying it means that the it couldn't be overturned, yeah. essentially. But they can't do it because the filibuster, and people think it's like so simple, like Dems control mm -hmm. everything, just codify it. But they can't because of the fucking filibuster. Yeah. So get rid of the damn filibuster. I wholeheartedly agree. I also think that like, I was talking about this with Mats on like the car ride that I was like, and also it's one of those things that like Democrat is such... Versus Republican, which is the term of current modern day Republicans is, I would say, is like a smaller spectrum. Like you have like really, really, really alt-right like extremists. And then you have like fiscal Republicans. But I would never consider like a quote unquote fiscal Republican to be like socially liberal because unless you're voting for liberals, like you're <laughs> not being socially liberal. But for like Democrats, like there is like a wider mm -hmm. range. And that's also the part that like, is also scary and frustrating that, like, you know, you do hope that everybody is going to vote for what the party as a whole currently is really advocating for and wanting. But, like, when we have such this broad range of kind of, like, middle ground, like, politicians. And to be honest, there's a couple Democrats that are in there that yeah. are definitely Republicans. Yeah. And so, like, that's the part that is also so hard that, like, sure, we have it, quote unquote, stacked with Democrats, but, like... I mean, I don't want it stacked with Republicans, but like they're not it's not a comforting thought mm -hmm. that like and a lot of them are also still like old white men. Yeah. Like and that's the part that's like so frustrating. But yeah, I've seen so much of the same discourse online and I was like looking up about it because I was like this. I mean, <laughs> I also just think that like, you know, we've talked about this before that like I, I personally I would love to be wrong, but I don't see a lot of change happening if like we have even a leftist old white guy like I just think that like by nature of it it's it's just not going to do too much change that like if we got rid of the filibuster we would then be able to actually create laws and like things that would pass that then when if and when Republicans came back into the majority we would then be fighting for things and arguing things similar to the liberal and conservative parties in other countries. Yeah. Because that's like the big difference is like, I don't think a lot of people like know in the rest of the world how 
their political parties, yes, they have liberal, yes, they have conservative, but like not everywhere is as like stark difference and like Mm -hmm. fighting over like civil rights as we are here. And that's the one that I'm like, if we could just fucking get rid of this shit. And if anybody is like not super familiar, like if you just like look up some like really famous like filibusters, it's like from a fucking movie. I mean, there's a great scene in Scandal where Mm -hmm. Melly is filibustering and it's a good scene. But like also, I think she was also arguing something about rape. I think she was. Yeah. Yeah. But you were talking about how filibustering, how it's like a movie. Yeah. It's such like a caricature of like, the United States and like it's like like a perfect example of it because like you're exactly right in theory on paper and that's how they get us with all Mm -hmm. of this shit and how people don't vote against things and like what they vote for is because in theory on paper and if you do like hypotheticals you're like well if the roles were reversed and blah 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 but like that's not how this like works you have to like look at it pragmatically Mm -hmm. and I think that's part of the reason why shit's not happening is because it's all connected, but it's not directly correlate. I mean, it co- correlates, but it's not the same thing. But like if we get voting taken care of at a state level where it's fair voting mm-hmm. and not people stealing elections, then this wouldn't be an issue. Technically, the last few elections that Democrats lost, they were stolen. Mm-hmm. It is the minority. <laughs> they're the they're the loud minority, mm-hmm. which makes everybody think not everybody, but like makes a lot of people think that that is that is what everybody wants. Yeah. And they're speaking for the people and all of that. And it's not true. And it's just like we have these people in who are holding these positions of power. And once they can no longer grandfather these and, fucking and people gerrymander. in. Yeah. Then like what then you will see like they don't speak for the vast majority of the country. Mm-hmm. It's depressing. So you are not wrong. And anybody who disagrees, who is American, you are on the wrong podcast. You are lost. Might I suggest to you Turning Point USA? <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Okay. So my what am I wrong is something I know I'm not wrong about at all. <laughs> and it's it's not, this is not a political take. But maybe, maybe, maybe I want to make this. I want I want to attack this on a criminal level. <laughs> I want to talk about weaponized incompetence. Okay. And this is like a term that the concept of it has been around forever. But I think that we've kind of coined this term from what I've done research. The term has been more heavily used in just casual social circles uh, within the last couple of years. And weaponized incompetence is a... I yes, I think it could definitely apply in multitude of like genders and different kinds of relationships. But I'm going to specifically be talking about it in cis heterosexual relationships, and that's like the origin of it is where that comes from. And like I'm sure that gets adopted into like different kinds of relationships, but it is heavily rooted in the patriarchy, which is also you know whatever. And it is basically. When men and typically in relationships, you, me as a woman in a relationship with a man, I'll just give my perfect example. (laughs) Mods and I are moving. We moved. You know this. We already talked about it. And this is where weaponized incompetence thrives is moving. And this man turned to me and said, I asked him, I was like, okay, go pack this box. And he looked at me and he said, I don't know how to do that. (laughs) It's like, what the fuck do you mean? 
you don't know how to pack a box. He goes, I just, I don't know how to pack a box. Like, I guess I can just like put all of the dishes like loose in like this box. I was like, no, you're not dumb. You know that that would break. You're a college educated man. Like, and it's just one of those things that it's like, you act as if you don't know how to do something. So you don't have to do it or you do said task badly. So then the other person is like, no, don't do that. I'll just take care of it. So it's like when somebody is like incapable of doing that and it also like seeps into like other little things where it was like, oh my God, I I swear to God, I wanted to kill this man. I was like, I hate you. We can never move again. It would be like, so like, what should I do? And I'm like, I'm busy figure out something to do. And he's like, well, I don't know what to do. I'm like, look around. You live here. Like, you know how to pack stuff. Like, this isn't like camp or or like a vacation where you're just packing your own suitcase and then you're good to fucking go. Like, do something, be proactive about it. I don't need to like give you a to-do list on how to do this. Like, you are a full-grown adult. His mom and I talked about it afterwards and I was like, "Mm." and she's like, "I, I know. It is, it is just so infuriating. And I like just was lecturing him the entire, entire weekend because it's just so insulting. Like if we're not going to have equal rights, why do, why am I smarter than you are? Okay. So before this move, he's had to move at least three times, right? From Colorado to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That's one. Then Atlanta to LA. Mm-hmm. And then in LA, I don't know where he lived in LA, but I know he was living somewhere before he lived mm-hmm. with you. He never had to pack a box. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb and I'm gonna assume that um, when he moved to college, his mother packed for okay. him. I'm gonna assume when he moved out of college, his mother packed for him. Okay. And I'm going to assume that potentially when he first moved to LA, he moved in with his brother. I would guess that he moved like he was in like the 1930s with like a stick and then like a bandana that he put like a sandwich in. But even in college. There's no way he didn't. He stayed in the same place for four years. No, I think that he just threw shit away or he brought everything because there's no in between. Okay, 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 okay. We'll say that. He's never bought anything and then had to unpack a box and doesn't know what the reverse of that would be. He, what I discovered while we were, do you know how many packages I discovered that I gave him to return? while we were moving that were just like in the back of his car or hidden in the garage that he just forgot to return. Like he can't even. But even that's already done. But I'm just saying he's never ordered anything and then had to unpack anything that had glass in and had to unpack it. That's the thing though. But like he has. And that's the weaponizing competence part where I'm just like, you're just, it's just pure laziness. Like yeah, it's just like lazy. Just you know. You can't do it. And you know how to do this. Like you have logic. You have like, you you have your driver's license. Like you have like all of these up. <laughs> we will not be elaborating further. Um, but you have these, like, you have like you you function every day. Like you're still here kicking, like you get to work, you get home from work, you pay your bills, like you you're you're a functioning member of society. And like, you're smart. Like you were a, you're a very intelligent person. He is a very intelligent He's person. very smart. But I'm just like, so you're not fooling anybody when you tell me you don't know how to make glasses not break. And you think that like, well, what if I just smash them together? And I'm like, what do you think is going to happen? Do you, let's go back to physics. Like, what the fuck? And I was just getting so frustrated that then became like, I have to repack absolutely everything. And he doesn't know how to pack. He just throws things all together and I was asking him, I was like, oh, are you packing? He's like, yeah, I packed all this. And I go, 
you're just moving individual items from one room to the other. That's not packing. He also, there was one box at your house that I was packing that he was just putting things Uh in and I took it out and then repacked it because everything in that box would have broken. Yep. He packed garbage. He packed a singular potato chip, like a stale potato chip. And he put it in this basket (laughs) that is from the office that had like a stapler in it, garbage, used floss, and like a pin, like one of those like little pit, like on like a leather jacket that you put or like a denim jacket. And I was like, where is this going to go in the house? Like, what the fuck are you doing? And like, when you're packing all these tiny, he's packed the amount of little, like just tote bags that he packed. I'm like, what's in here? He goes, I don't know. And I'm like, but you packed it. You, you did this. And it was just driving me crazy because then he would come home and he would be working and he was working late. And I finally was like, I think you're avoiding coming home. I think you're coming home late and you're avoiding me because like you don't want to pack. Like, I don't believe you're this busy at work. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Okay. Like, no, come home at a normal time. And I had to do like literally all of the packing. And I just kept lecturing him on it over and over and over again. Cause I was like, how this gets learned is that boys saw their dads do this to their moms and their dads saw that their dads do this to their, like, it's just this like over and over and over again cycle that just keeps happening. And I was like, I'm not going to have a fucking child with you if you're do- like, this is no, this is like so infuriating. And like, that's the card when I said that he was like, I'll do better, I'll do better. I'm like, okay, for sure. But it just drove me crazy. But I did get a wonderful, wonderful, I didn't even have to do like, I told you so kind of thing. Cause he would come home every night and be like, we are basically done. And I would be like, my eyes are bloodshot. I'm like, we, what do you mean? We, you haven't done anything. And I was like, and we have so much left to do. Like we no. And so then when I crashed on Friday, couldn't help Saturday, he was left with all of this shit Mm. and all of the stuff that like he had, so like he was supposed to take care of and organize, like, so like the cleaner canceled, like the junk pickup canceled. And like, I immediately sent him like the Yelp reviews of the junk pickup where it could have predicted the exact experience. And I was like, you didn't look up the reviews. And so like, he was like, called me, he goes, I am eating all of my own words right now. Mm -hmm. Like, you are so right. I was very wrong. And now that we're unpacking, I'm unpacking the boxes that I packed, you packed, and Marilisa packed. And now he is unpacking the stuff that he packed, which essentially is just now he's trash. purging. It's just, it's literally trash. So I'm not wrong. I'm I'm making the firm stance. I am not wrong. Weaponized incompetence is the worst. And it's so hard because it's a lose-lose as like women in the situation because it's like, I don't want this to be, it, it rears its head in moments where you don't have the time or the bandwidth or the energy to make it a teaching moment or like mm-hmm. have it be a lesson because I'm like, I'm not going to have me breaking all of our dishes, like having all of our dishes be broken, be like, well, it was a learning experience. Like you're in your fucking thirties, my dude. Like, yeah. no. And so that's the part that I think that like we inherently then end up enabling them because like that's when it happens. So my advice to everybody is pack the stuff that you care about. If you're moving or whatever, do all the stuff that you care about and then leave the things that you could like really do without. And then that can be the teaching moment if you want it to be. And then call it out whenever you see it. Like you're like, this is weaponizing competence. Like I'm going to send you an article on this and this is happening and this is happening and this is happening. Because like in the moment, they should be embarrassed. Yeah. Men should be always, should, could stand to be more embarrassed. Wow. And the thing is, is that I don't think I would believe you if I hadn't seen it for myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he seems very capable. Even when you told me the first time, Mm -hmm. I was confused. I know. 
It's because he is capable. And then he gets in those moments and he goes, I'm a baby. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up. You know how to do this. Like you read like five books a day. Mm -hmm. Like you're like legitimately like incredibly smart. Like you're not this dumb. Stop pretending to be this dumb. And I kept being, I was like, this is not attractive. And I think it's just like some weird Freud shit too, where it's like men who like then want women to kind of like subconsciously mommy them in that. And like the bet, like just telling your partner, like this is like really not attractive. Like Mm -hmm. this is like actually like super unattractive and like really gross to me. And like, I'm not attracted to you in this moment. And that is... I, I also find um, helpful, but it, it is just infuriating. And I've decided that when I move again, I'm moving with lesbians because every lesbian in my DMs was responding to me with exactly how they would have broken down the plan and like the day outlines of how all this would have gone. And I would be like, fuck. They were like, I'm, I move every year and I like have a great time moving. They did all, a lot of them brought up the stereotype and they were <laughs> you like, You guys what? can't see what I was yeah, making like. nodding. <laughs> I would never put that on anyone, but the, a lot of lesbians in my DMs were claiming the U-Haul stereotype. The, the third date. Because they were like, why do you think we would be doing this if it wasn't a good time? Straight couples can't even go to Ikea. And I was like, you're not wrong. And it was just like, they were just calling all the shots, telling me exactly what I should have done. And I'm like, do any of you like sell a guide book? <laughs> I'm like, how to move like a lesbian. I mean, but also I told you to get a task rabbit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. And that's the other part that I'm just like, if he had been, and I think he hopefully will have learned his lesson because he was, oh my God, I didn't even mention this part. Um, he was fucking terrified of me all week because I am like not a yeller, but I get this like kind of like quiet, just like concise preschool, like teacher way of talking. And like he shrunk like, seven inches like he was he was a short king and like for like a week straight like he was terrified of me he was like oh yeah i'm sorry whatever whatever you want me uh -uh -uh." i was like so what happens when you pack a fucking lone ass singular potato chip in a box disgusting he also packed like lint balls balls of lint from like the dryer what so he should have just had a trash can because all he was packing was trash he was just like where are things? Let me put the things into the other things. And then those things I will move over there. So that's happening now. But I told him, I was like, so where's my check as your personal mover? Cash me a check. I told him, he was, I was like, have you heard of a push present? And he was like, no, what's that? I was like, it's something that husbands get their wives when they push out a baby. Where is my moving present? <laughs> because I pushed out a whole ass fucking move for you. Yeah. Well, they say stress buying a house. And then separately moving are two of the most stressful things. So, mm-hmm. and I like him again now. Yeah, you know, but it was just you were going through oh it. Oh my god. Okay. All well, right. shall we get into? But are you wrong? We should. So this is a segment where you all submit things that are happening in your life, quandaries, life things, and we'll tell you if you were wrong in the situation or not. So if you want to submit them, keep them under 300 words and send them to buttamywrongpod at gmail.com. We do ask that you do fake names, like full pseudonyms, not like initials or anything like that. And if you want to include pronouns, then please do so. And please include ages regardless. Did you say keep it under 300 words? Yeah. Okay. Well, just to reiterate, keep it under 300 words. You guys have been doing good. Mm Mm-hmm. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I love the podcast and have never had a situation to send in until now. I am 17 and a high school senior, she, her. 
Everyone has the same age and pronouns. Kate is having an open invite birthday party. She personally told close friends that they could spend the night. I plan on not spending the night for many reasons, bringing a plus one, work in the morning, etc. I tell her that I am coming, but not staying overnight. Fast forward, a friend, Riley, mentions that she can't go home after the party. Riley was not invited to sleep at Kate's. I tell Riley if she really needed somewhere to stay, she could leave with me and sleep at my house. I say this as a kind gesture and last resort. She says okay, but then proceeds to tell other friends that if they needed somewhere to stay, they could stay at my house, which I never said or made any any indication of. Kate calls me numerous times and texts me claiming it is an emergency. She talks to me in a very condescending tone, asking why I would plan a slumber party after her birthday party. I explained to her everything above. I told one person they could stay as a last result. She insinuates that I am lying and that I was the one who told all the other people they could stay when that just never happened as I didn't know anything about that. She said she would have to confirm my version with Riley's, but never talk to Riley directly about the situation. Kate knows the truth now, but still thinks I am wrong for even offering Riley to stay with me. Am I wrong? No. No. You were just trying to be nice and help someone out. And then they took advantage of the situation. Now it seems like you're throwing a dual birthday party or the dual party that never existed. And you actually, like, you have shit to do the next day. Yeah. So you weren't trying to throw anything. Kate just sounds, like, insecure about, the, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But if I did hear, like, I oh, have yeah. a friend was throwing a party and then they were having an after party that was competing with mine, I would be mad about it. But she, you're obviously one of her close friends since you were invited to stay. So, like, yeah, she, I mean, she's coming to you to talk about it. But I guess word just got around. Yeah, I think that that is kind of always hard when it comes to like these parties where it's like, oh, I'm going to which I mean, that always would happen growing up where it'd be like, oh, but then these people are sleeping over or whatever. But I do think that like, you know, if would is she only upset because you were invited? And if like Riley was having a sleepover with someone else who was also going to the party, but who wasn't invited to sleep over, like would she have been mad? You know what I mean? Right. So I don't think you're wrong at all for like also sometimes like in those situations, like, it kind of feels like that's what Riley was, like, looking for, mm -hmm. was to, like, get an invite for that and, like, a problem solved. But I don't... Also, why can't Riley go home? Yeah, maybe you can't, like, if, like, you're staying out that late, then it's, like, parents are, like, you have to sleep out if you're going to stay out this late. That's true. But, yeah, weird. I don't think you're wrong at all. Me I think either. Kate is wrong, and mm -hmm. she just sounds kind of insecure about her birthday party. Yeah, but uh, maybe when... Kate finally does talk to Riley, though, because it says that Kate never. So it wasn't even Riley that told her it was spending the night. It just got back around. Yeah. Did you, like, call out Riley for being like, why'd you tell all these people? Mm -hmm. That's who I would be pissed at. Yeah, because it would be like, whoa, hold up. Like, I didn't <laughs> say that. And also, like, you're all, like, 17. So I'm assuming you all, like, live with, like, guardians. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you would have to, like, get other people's permission and, you know. All of that doesn't seem like something that she should be apologizing for. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Megan and Melissa. All names have been changed for privacy. Also, content warning, sexual coercion. A year ago, my roommate's boyfriend, Brad, invited his friend Colby up for the weekend. 
Brad thought Colby and I would get along well and tried to hook us up. It worked. He was cool, and I was looking to have a good time. We all went out together, and Colby and I started getting closer. Later, we went to my room to have sex. About five minutes into the interaction, Colby stopped and said, sorry, I can't do this. I asked why, and he proceeded to tell me that he had a pregnant girlfriend at home. We ended our interaction there. I went to sleep in my room, and he slept on our couch. The next morning, he was gone, and I never saw or heard from him again. Yesterday, I received a Facebook message from Colby's girlfriend, Jewel, asking me if I remembered the night that I pressured Colby into having sex with me, even though I knew he had a girlfriend and a baby. At first, I wanted to ignore it, but I was angry that anyone would accuse me of pressuring anyone to have, into having sex with me, especially since I asked for consent before we started having sex. I decided to tell Jewel my side of the story and watched her realize everything Colby told her a year ago was a lie. It's a he said, she said, and there's no real proof of that night, but I feel like I probably ruined a relationship with kids involved. I was fueled by my anger at Colby for lying so that he didn't seem like the bad guy, but I watched Jules' world crash. Was I wrong for telling her my side? I don't think you are wrong. I don't think so either. Here's the other hot take. I think that there was a part of her who kind of knew, which is why she like reached out and said that to you because like that accusation is kind of a cut and dry thing. Not for everybody. Like it's very up to like whoever, however you want to like respond or react to that. But to then find you on Facebook and like reach out to you and all of that, like it does seem like she was hoping for a response. And the only response you're going to get from that, you're either not going to get any response and you don't ever, you don't send a message not anticipating Mm -hmm. or wanting a response. It would be you arguing said claims yeah i think the true villain of the story is brad because why would brad invite colby even there to hook up like the whole point of brad he wanted y'all to hook up yeah what the fuck brad brad must hate jewel yeah but also like then on top of that colby was the one that was making advances towards you you're not the wrong person in this Mm -mm. situation at all and how did this come? How did it even come in, come up with Jewel? Because something had to have. Oh, with Colby and yeah. I mean, I wonder if he was kind of one of those people who like to get ahead of a lot, like to get ahead of like a deceit. He created an, a, a lie that is like a version of the truth. Like some people do that, where instead mm-hmm. of just like hiding things, they're like they offer the information, but they repackage it, and so therefore they're not withholding information; they are just altering it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you're wrong because I also think that, like, it's clear that he didn't, like, own up to, like, what actually happened and, like, didn't fess up to that because then I'm a big bully. I mean, I'm I'm here for honesty because I think that, like, every person, if you're honest with someone, then you give them the agency to, like, make the decisions. But if you're not honest, then they don't know what choices that they're making and, like, they're not consenting to because you can you can stay with someone, you can do whatever you want to do. But unless you have all that information, you're not making you're not able to like make an educated decision of what you want to do. Clearly there was not like some like remorse or regret or like learning from his side. He just lied. And so I think that that's something that is not a isolated incidence and something if I was, if it was my baby daddy, I would probably want to know about him. Also, did y'all even five minutes in? So you just actually start five minutes. Yeah. In inside. Yeah. Into the interaction. So I didn't know if y'all had had just like Messed foreplay. Around. Yeah. So I didn't know because I was like, then he just lied about y'all having sex. Oh my god! <laughs> you didn't have sad. sex. That checks out though. That's very men. Oh no! Here's the key part that I just realized. You did this interaction with Colby was a year ago. Jewel messaged you today. 
-hmm. like yesterday. So a year later after this interaction happened. So like, yeah, something happened that she couldn't outright ask you. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it was, she caught him doing something. If you haven't spoken to him since, it's not like she caught you and him texting. So like she caught him doing something with another girl. Yep. And then he's used this as kind of a scapegoat to like get out of that. So she was looking. I, I don't think you're wrong at all. And go talk to Brad. What a yeah. bitch. Go talk to Brad. And also like, you know, I think that like you can, you don't have to do this, but if you like are recognizing like, wow, I feel like I really came at this from anger and like I really like upturned this person's like whole life. Like if she seems like a nice person, like you can like reach out to her. Like she deserved the truth. That's what I mean. And like, but also like if you're feeling like the sense of like kind of like guilt and responsibility and feeling like you acted on like rash anger and like have changed all of this, like, you know, people are always looking for like more friends. And like, I'm not saying that like she wants to be friends with you or you necessarily like, want to be friends with her, but like in these situations where there like are casualties, like I don't think it's ever a bad call to like reach out and to be like, hey, I'm like really so sorry about how this like went about. Um, you're feel free to like totally say no. And I wouldn't be offended by this at all. But like, you know, if you are ever like, I obviously don't speak to him anymore. And like, uh, hopefully you have a falling out with Brad and all of that. But it's like, if you ever like need like a friend, like I'm around if you want to grab coffee or like something. Like, I think that's always a nice gesture Yeah, in that. Not wrong. And why would people name someone Colby? Colby. I don't think Colby's their actual Colby. name. Do you hear how weird I'm? I can't. Colby. Col- You're saying you're it like just casually. Colby. I can't. Colby. Uh, you're kind of like holding the, the L down <laughs> I, a little I, too long. I just can't. Like, I can't say it. Col- 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 no. Colby Calais. Colby. Oh. Colby Calais. Uh, all right. Okay. Let's take a break. Woo. <laughs> Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time and I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a a, a secondary of my package and I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods i cannot sing their praises enough specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is 
delicious. Like it's it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like I'm drinking like a drink drink. Like you can throw a little straw in there. Oh, and, and it's it's delicious. It's so good. And I just I love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes. But also if you're working out, if you're sweating hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code Blame Me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like 
wait, this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the Ministry of Time by Killian Bradley. And we also received The Return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The Ministry of Time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from Town and Country saying it's really innovative, fun storytelling. The Ministry of Time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said part time travel romance, part spy thriller and 100% multifaceted joyride. (gasps) When I tell you that, I was like, sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black. And this one is about a missing girl who returns. But that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work which that sounds so intriguing and I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait and we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor and we know y'all are already going to love this plus we've been recommended this so many times mm-hmm. so I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. back and you're up i'm 22 she her and my housemate is 20 she her i had to do laundry and meal prep before my parents visited from 1.5 hours away but there are sheets sitting in the wash when i go to put things in already slightly annoyed because i wanted to finish before my parents arrived but oh well that's just struggle of housemates I wait a few to see if someone was going to start it while I organize the food. After five minutes, I text the group and chat to get a feel. I sent, is someone about to do laundry? She responded, sorry, yes, I'll start it soon. I separately asked her to text when the washer is open since I need to wash my clothes today. I can hear her chatting away with this guy she's been with for over a day while I start cooking. 20 minutes later, I text her again asking if I could start my own if she is not going to. At this point, my stuff would almost be done if her thing were just sitting there, but now will not be done before my parents. She responded saying, sure, sorry, I have a friend over. So I take her sheets out. I touch a huge wet spot, then the little smiley face upside Mm -hmm. down. I heard her moaning with this guy earlier. I had to touch her sweaty, cum-covered sheets. She couldn't stop her conversation for literally two minutes to turn on her load or move her stuff. I am really annoyed. I am overreacting because I think she's not friendly and immature. Plus, I've already heard her having sex too many times. Or am I justified or am I wrong for being so annoyed at this situation? Ew. (laughs) If I touched some cum covered sheets i would be so disgusted but i also wouldn't reach into a no dirty laundry i have ibs what if she shit the bed right there's so many things like you should never touch somebody's dirty laundry no. i don't think you're wrong but i think that 
there were other ways you could have gone about this with saying, hey, my parents, like explain the situation. My parents are going to be here soon. I would like to do my laundry. Can you please do your laundry? Maybe if you had explained that this was like something urgent, then that would have put some urgency into her. And I don't know if you, you said your housemate. So I'm guessing this is a house and you don't have to like pay for laundry saying, yeah. hey, can I just go ahead and start the load so that I can have start the load there's like double loads in the washing machine because of the cum load but um can I start the load so that I can get my stuff done yeah because here's the thing I think that like if I put myself in the other like the roommate's position you texted me once saying is someone doing laundry and then I said yes sorry I'll start it soon and then uh you sent me a separate text message and you say just let me know when the wash is done. I want to do some laundry today. Mm-hmm. That's not like a time frame. Right. And then 20 minutes later, you're just like, can I just move your stuff and I'll start mine? I would be like, okay. Like it it just, you're doing a lot of like stewing in your own head that like is not being communicated in a way that like soon is not like a specific time. That If she mm-hmm. said like, I'll start it in five minutes and it's 20 minutes. Right. Because like, the second time you texted her, it had only been five minutes. And in that second time, you should have said, I have stuff to do today. Can you please put a little pep in your step? Well, and also like you saying that like you saw the laundry and then you waited five minutes to see if anyone will do it. Like that's them failing a test that they don't know that they're taking. And so like that is something that like you're just getting yourself worked up like more and more and more upset that like it is kind of like they are being set up to fail. Mm -hmm. Like, and I don't think that like I would also be annoyed by this if I was in your position. But I think like if I put myself in her position, I don't think that she's necessarily doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. I think the thing that she did wrong is when you were like, can I just move your sheets? I would have been like, no, I'll do it because there, I, there is semen on the, do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's where she was probably annoyed at you at that point. And that's why she said it. Yeah. That's really gross. And I like, that's where I would like very much like draw the line. But I do think like you need to kind of like, especially with like roommates and in general, like if you need things from people, you have to communicate that like explicitly. Otherwise, like they will disappoint you and mm-hmm. like they aren't going to mind read. And even though you might be like, well, I would just get up immediately and start doing laundry. When when you don't have any like time markers in your text messages, other people just don't operate like that yep. way. And like, I'm someone like that. Like I don't operate in like a immediately getting it done. Like I'm like an added to, to, to the to-do list, like getting around to it sort of thing. So I think that like it is a fraught relationship though. But I think you're you're I don't think you're wrong to be annoyed by the situation. But I also think that like you are wrong in the sense that I think a lot of your annoyance you also kind of added to Mm -hmm. laundry roommates. I think half the things that we have on this list have to do with roommates and or laundry. Like they are like two like very fraught (laughs) situations. Like they're hard. Okay. Next up, hello, me, 24, AFAB, assigned female at birth with they, them pronouns, and my best friend, male, he, him, mostly hang out one-on-one. My friend has a girlfriend who I've only met twice because she lives far away, so when they hang out, he always goes to visit her. Though the times that we've met, we get along with each other well. My friend and I were traveling to meet a mutual friend who lives out of the way, so we had to drive to a specific train station to travel there. To save us both driving separately and because the train leaves early in the morning, my friend suggested I stay at his house. He still lives with his parents and I would stay in the guest room the night before that he'd drive us to the station. 
He wanted to check with his girlfriend that she'd be okay with me staying the night, which I completely understand. She said it was fine and saw no problem with it. But last minute, he changed his mind and thought it would be weird, even though his girlfriend was still 100% okay with it. For more context, I am asexual and romantically attracted to women way more than men. Also, his girlfriend has close male friends. She told him that she was fine with me staying over as long as he kept the same energy for her. Am I wrong for feeling he has turned me staying in the guest room of his parents' house into a slightly sexual situation? If his girlfriend wasn't comfortable with it, I'd 100% understand, but she was fine with it. I now find the situation strange, especially since he suggested it and this wouldn't have been an issue with his assigned male at birth friends. Love you, lady, so much. Thank you. I think this is very weird. I think it's it's not you. I think it's jealousy on his part. Oh, that, that, that he, he doesn't, doesn't want, want the same energy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mm. want that energy. Ooh, actually, that's a very, yeah. very good point. And I think you're spot on because yep. that, yeah, that makes actually like complete and total sense mm-hmm. that I think that you are kind of just being cast in this light, which I think like also, I don't know if it feels like this for you that like, I'm not, in, I mean, obviously everyone who's asexual is everyone's preferences and like experiences are different, but me as an outsider reading him turning the situation kind of sexual feels again, I could be off, but it feels kind of disrespectful. Like to like, you know what I mean? I think the writer is misunderstanding what's happening though. I don't think it's sexual and I don't think he thinks it's sexual. He just doesn't want the girlfriend to have her guy friends stay over. But I think in saying that, it's because he then perceives her, his girlfriend staying at these guys' house, he then perceives that in a sexual Mm, nature. And then when he applies that back to this situation, he's treating it as like a trade-off that Mm -hmm. like inherently this then kind of becomes like a sexual situation. That does make sense. I now also think that maybe you, writer, are picking up on what you said, that it's like, it feels... Like he's turning it into a sexual situation because he doesn't want mm-hmm. his girlfriend to do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think you're wrong at all. I think this is like so, I would be so annoyed. Yeah. I just feel like now I have to like jump through all these hoops and like you're making this so much harder for what? Like for your, like your ego, like your, fr- like it sounds like maybe you have some jealousy issues with like your girlfriend and her friends mm-hmm. and like, now that you are being used as like a prop in that. And it's just like, not only like, I don't know, again, I don't know if you find it kind of invalidating, but also just like an obstacle that you've now created that now I have to fucking drive myself separately, like early in the morning, like all this shit, just like for what? Girlfriend sounds cool. Maybe that's who she should be friends with. (laughs) Yeah, she sounds really cool. She sounds cool. She's like, yeah, for sure. Like totally fine with that. Yeah, maybe we we just do a do-si-do of the friends. You just swap, (laughs) quick little swap. But is it? cool on the girlfriend's part if the writer is since the writer is a fab but oh because then that's also the girlfriend is also flipping the binary mm-hmm. yeah no that's a good point that is yep. a good point it does feel pretty like sexualized and gendered mm-hmm. as a whole that like feeling kind of like a prop in yeah. that i can't imagine would feel validating or like mm-hmm. feel good at all so yeah no you're right i think that this is maybe this is just like Goodbye, everybody. Yeah. Not wrong. Okay. Now it is time to nominate the Rachel of the week. The absolute woat. The what? Woat. Worst of all time. Oh, I've never heard <laughs> that. I said it the last episode, I, I think. I don't remember. It's like the opposite of the goat. And maybe I heard you. Yeah, and, and you were just like, okay, okay fucking weirdo. <laughs> but yeah, it's the woat, which I think is funnier than the goat. That actually, that really is funny. I just love how it's a woat. <laughs> um, so... We we have unanimously 
come together to have a mega Rachel of the Week. The biggest Rachel of the Week in the world. We're going to be talking about the alleged or the The leaked. The leaked about overturning Roe v. Wade. We both just felt like anything else the other person would talk. Everything just felt feels kind of like pales in comparison. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's other rachel of the yeah. week, but this one, when it's of the week, it's got to be the biggest one. And oh, this yeah. has been... No one is on the same playing field currently yeah. as this. Similarly to the disclaimer that Melissa gave at the beginning of yours about people who are not in the United States kind of chiming in with this, I just want to say that like whether you're in our Facebook group, you're in the comments or everything like that, like please just know that us as Americans are aware that other places have better healthcare Mm -hmm. and have like better things here. It's not like a brand new information for us to know that and just know in kind of explaining or just pointing out how it's not like that in your country. It has all these like amazing things. You don't know who is reading that, who might be currently like scheduled to have an abortion and like is struggling to figure out if they are going to be able to like get time off of work or things that are not even necessarily related to these leaked documents, but things that are related to like abortions as a whole or someone who has recently had an abortion and that information out there for like what other countries, the laws that they have, that is accessible for us. And that is something that if anyone wants to get that information, they can seek that out. But I do want to make sure that it's, we're not humble bragging that these other countries (laughs) don't have these horrific instances here because it's just not comforting for people the same way that like I don't want to talk about in general like about being like well we're in California so like we're like it's not really going to affect us like we're in a blue state like well that kind of thing is just like that's that's not helpful no like and people know people know and like it's it's selfish actually yeah it's not it's making it about like oh this isn't let me make this this thing that's not about me i'm gonna tell you it's not about me so then i'm gonna make this about me mm-hmm. and it's just it's just unnecessary so that's the precursor where do you even start so we're recording this the day after the leak was discovered may 3rd is today yes today's may 3rd everything came out about this last night may 2nd so there's a draft of the Supreme Court, a document showing that they're working on overturning Roe versus Wade. And right now, I don't, uh, there's a lot of finger pointing, like the GOP wants to fire whoever breached it, but national hero, maybe. I know. I was talking about this with Mott that I was like, part of me, like, you know, we always say like Veep really just mirrors this. Mm-hmm. And Amy on Veep, like abortion was like one of like her big mm-hmm. platforms that she was like very passionate about. And I was like, I can just like imagine the responsibility, like the moral responsibility you must feel as somebody who has has access to these documents. Mm-hmm. And like, sure, some people are saying that it was leaked because it was like intentionally leaked because they're afraid that there's going to be like civil unrest and people are going to protest and it's going to get violent. And it's, and it was essentially done in a way that like, not to stop it from happening, but to kind of like prepare conservative leaders that like this is going to like mm-hmm. unrest might happen. And then imagine if it's just like some other person, like that moral responsibility for this, like, I just, I can't imagine, I don't know, po- po- politics in general, like f- at the White House, it's so, 
it just like seems so toxic and super isolating. As a con, it's a game. People don't treat it like it's real life. Like what they do doesn't affect people on Mm -hmm. a human level. They just treat it like it's fucking chess and like I'm going to move this here and fuck you. If you lose, it's not it's not about you. It's about me as a congressman, about my plays, about my records, because it's my game to win. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, it's like a sport. Mm -hmm. And it's just like and and we we don't know if someone leaked this as a participant of said sport or if someone leaked it as like from the civilian perspective. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's just, I, I, I have questions, but like, you know, it's more curiosity based mm-hmm. that I wonder if it's like an Amy in yeah. that kind of sense. I was like, I could just picture somebody like sitting on a toilet with like their legs up, releasing all of this shit. But yeah, I, I, I hate that I've become that person that I wonder if there was like ulterior motives. Yeah, of and the also maybe there's even something even worse that's happening yeah. right now. And this is to turn our eyes so we don't see what the other thing is. Yeah, that's like I'm here for political leaks. Like I think mm-hmm. they should happen because sadly, that's the only way that like a lot of this information gets out there. But it is hard when you don't trust any part of your like mm-hmm. a lot of your government mm-hmm. because it is politics or like like you said, they're like a, a game of wanting up yep. by all these people. <sighs> okay. So I'm going to read this a little bit from the Washington Post. So most Americans say the Supreme Court should actually uphold Roe. And uh, while the Supreme Court is poised to overturn the right to abortion, the survey finds that 54% of Americans think that the 1973 Roe decision should be upheld, while only 20 28% believe it should be overturned, a two-to-one margin. And it's one of those things that I think, like, even if you're not educated on this specific issue or if this issue you think doesn't apply to you it is a precedent for removing civil rights Mm -hmm. and i saw this tweet from steve s kenson on twitter requiring civil rights to be deeply rooted in history is a great way to say if you didn't always have civil rights then you should never have them yeah it's just like statistically like we know that Outlawing abortion doesn't stop abortions. It stops safe abortions. There are at-home pills that people, like abortion pills that people can take. But then once we have this regulation, once we start here, it becomes that very quickly any safe access is going to be the issue. And then we then have the responsibility lying on on doctors that if they then aid patients for abortions. And like someone even had mentioned that if they make it murder, then even emailing a doctor who provides abortions or asking about abortions is like premeditated. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's like, it's surreal, even though every single abortion activist that I follow over the last year has always, has been saying like, prepare for this. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And like, it feels like there's so many people like on the ground doing so much like work to uphold this. And it just feels like we're one of those like mice running on those like little ball things waiting for the cheese and the cheese like it, the goal is n- not attainable because of the fucking government you know that it's like this all of this work i'm not saying that it's like done for nothing and it should stop and like i think that like it should without a doubt happen but like we have similar to the filibuster we have these political things in place that make it almost impossible to get shit done right Nearly one in four women in the U.S. are expected to get an abortion at some point in their life, according to a 2017 study. 
And this, so this is um, from an NPR article, Roe Wade overturned, what will happen next? If Roe v. Wade is struck down in a leaked draft memo that suggests it will be, it will have a major impact in states across the country that have already signaled the intention to restrict abortion, states where abortion would likely become illegal, Idaho, Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Montana, Kentucky, West Virginia, Tennessee, Arkansas, Utah, Arizona, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Texas. Yep. 58% of U.S. women of reproductive age or 40 million people live in states that are hostile to abortion. The draft opinion about overturning Roe would not ban abortion nationwide, but instead allow states to drastically restrict or even ban abortion, which advocates for reproductive rights and could have seismic consequences for the country. More than 20 states have laws that could restrict or ban abortion. One type of statute called a trigger law is designed to take effect after a Supreme Court ruling. Some states also have pre-Roe abortion bans on the books that haven't been enforced. States that continue to allow abortion could see an influx of patients seeking care. And Planned Parenthood clinics in states near Texas reported a nearly 800% increase in abortion patients from Texas compared to the same period in the prior year. Them doing that is just like, it's one thing in a list of other things that they would go after. Same-sex marriage. Yeah, same-sex marriage, even on the basic level, also birth control, mm -hmm. interracial marriage, probably, which half the justices are in interracial marriages. But, like, those are other things. I mean, they mentioned that during the confirmation hearing. So, like, what is wrong with these people? And they're also just, like, so supremely unintelligent. Like, mm -hmm. there was one senator who would, like, propose, like, including ectopic pregnancies in this and then being, like, the ectopic pregnancies will be removed from the fallopian tubes and then implanted into the uterus. And doctors are like, you can't you do can't that. do that. Like, they're never viable. They have, there's not, they have never once ever been viable, but they are deadly to the mother, like, to the carrier, whoever is, like, the carrier of that like, that is not a viable pregnancy. And so, like, the thing is that, like, all of these people who even have, like, stipulations when it comes to, like, okay, I support abortion when it comes to, like, in the, but these are the caveat, like, or I, I, like, these are the caveats. Like, if it's, I don't think that people should get abortions, but if it's this thing, then I make an exception. If it's this thing, then I make an exception, all of that. I just wish those fucking people would pay attention to legislation because that's not what's happening. You don't get to, like, pick and choose when it comes to body autonomy. And like, that's not what you are voting for. That's not how these things are working. Like you, when you are giving these states, these states then can choose whatever the fuck they want. And so then it becomes like, I, I mean, I've had friends who have had miscarriages and had to be interrogated by like law enforcement who would then come into the hospital to make sure, quote unquote, make sure that it was actually a miscarriage and it wasn't an intentional, yeah. like self-induced abortion. Mm -hmm. And that's so wildly traumatizing and like just because you think that you are never going to make the choice to like you get pregnant and you're not going to you are not going to actively make the choice to terminate your pregnancy does not mean that losing a pregnancy doesn't fall into this scope mm -hmm. and that's what I don't think people are understanding is that like nobody is safe nobody is safe no one's safe even some like very re like pe religious people who are not super into birth control in general will be on birth control right after they have a baby. Mm -hmm. Like what if you hemorrhage at your first pregnancy, you've never been on birth control ever, but like you cannot get pregnant again for like X amount of time until you've like fully healed. Your doctor will insist you go on birth control and you do. And then now let's say that that gets, that's restricted. My sister has epilepsy and after her last pregnancy, they were like, you can't have any more children. And so like, like she like literally yeah. if she has another child she may die mm -hmm. 
And like people always want to like get on their high horse, be like some people really shouldn't be parents, like some and like, but you you want to take away from people who the access, you want to judge people's parenting, you want to judge who's having kids, you want to say that some people shouldn't be parents, blah, blah, blah. But then we want to ensure that everybody is going to be mm-hmm. a parent, whether you want to or not, you are going to carry a pregnancy. And like the, the United States has the highest maternal mortality rate. Mm-hmm. We also do not have universal health care. We do not have subsidized or uh, univer- government-assisted universal... They give money for people to have babies, essentially. Yeah, daycare. Like, all of this shit. Like, we don't have aid in all of this. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that, like, obviously I'm not speaking to, like, hopefully not more than, like, one or two of you, like, <laughs> who hate listen to this podcast. But I think a lot of the people who are consider themselves, like, anti-choice and like anti-abortion I think a lot of like I think a lot of those people like I don't think that you actually believe the legislation that is being proposed like and I think that like you when you feign ignorance to these situations you're inciting and eliciting violence against people if you're actually pro-life actually pro-life meaning that you are for people living Mm -hmm. then you should care about people that are living yeah and the abortions aren't going to stop mm-hmm. they're not going they're not to stop. stop it's just going to become deadly yep and there's already i saw that california foresaw this happening and other states foresaw this happening in january they introduced eight bills that would help make the state a sanctuary for abortions yeah but that can only be accessible if you have the means to come to California or a state. Let's say you're in a state in in the South that is like, like, for example, Mississippi, like or Louisiana, like there's no place near you. You can't just cross a border and have access to a sanctuary state. Like it's pro this is pro death, like yeah. to be honest that's what it is yeah and like as much as like I you know I see those threads on Twitter and like I'm like I would without a doubt open up my home to anybody who can come to California and can get an abortion like stay with me I'll drive you do all that stuff but like this is not a solution it's not and it's because like if you have wealth and access Mm -hmm. there's always going to be an exception to this and that's why these these let these lawmakers the fucking people that they knock them no, they're gonna do they're gonna continue paying for abortions for other people like mm-hmm. and it's just like you picture someone who's in a situation and i don't I, I don't like ever trying to kind of talk about abortion in the sense of this painting like one situation as more valid for an abortion than the other. So like when people talk about like, well, what if someone is in, it's like incest, what if it's rape and all of that? Like, cause it does put certain abortions valued above others, which is like not like, if you want to get an abortion, get a fucking abortion. Like that's like, there's no reason that it's like better or worse. There's nothing that is more or less valid. But when we talk about accessibility, if you are in an abusive relationship or this was done forcefully, this was not within a healthy relationship you're under 16, you can't drive. You need parent permission to do all of these other things. Like these restrictions that are being put up where it is affecting the poorest states, the states with like the worst access to healthcare in general. And it's just making it, like it it couldn't be more obvious that this is just pro-death. Yep. I will say though, a lot of abortion activists, again, like I said, have been have been preparing for this. And so I do want 
I don't want to say that as like a positive kind of note, but I think for a lot of people who don't consume conversations in this space a lot, this felt like a very stark revelation and like this really like dark day. And I'm not disagreeing at all. But if it's any vote of confidence to know that abortion activists like across the United States have been preparing for this. Yeah, they have. And have so many things in place and have been really, really vocal on social media leading up to this, but especially in the last couple of days with resources of like how you can help out. And again, I don't think anything will be changing on this front between the time that we are recording this to when it's uploaded because it's, they take a while to do things, but like, and Planned Parenthood between this, but like abortions are still legal right now. It's just ironic. I was, I'm reading now about the states that have codified already that codified the right to an abortion. And included in that is the District of Columbia. That's something I wish more people fucking knew. Like everyone's like these Republican senators being like, I'm not even senators, but like these D.C. guys were like, I'm a man of Texas. Like I'm here for my. And I'm like, I'm sorry. No, no. Do you understand how progressive D.C. is? Mm -hmm. Like do people like I don't know if people have statistically looked at how progressive D.C. is. And regardless of who has the majority, Mm -hmm. D.C. is progressive because they're voting for what benefits them. Yep. I really just urge anybody who, if you have like stipulations when it comes to like what you think is valid reasons to have an abortion and you are consider yourself to be anti-choice, anti-abortion, and you are like rejoicing for this verdict, or if you have people in your life who are, I really can't stress enough how important it is to educate them on like what actually is happening because it affects everybody not just people, not just what people think that their concept of what an abortion is. Also, there's fewer abortions now than there were before mm-hmm. Roe v. Wade. And you can look at places that have legalized abortion and the abortion rates have drastically mm-hmm. gone down because like when you, abortion is healthcare. And when you have, when you legalize abortion and you legalize that healthcare in it, like what next happens is comprehensive birth control education, access to all of these other things. And then we start valuing people who carry babies and who have reproductive, like the mm-hmm. uteruses and reproductive organs. We start valuing them as individuals and we start focusing on their health and their education. And therefore we are setting people up to be in situations where they have access to birth control so they can prevent pregnancies that they want. And then if they do want to carry through a pregnancy, they have the resources and the access to do so in a healthy manner and in a way that is not going to completely bleed them dry and be completely broke. It's it's just logic. And like, it's just so frustrating to see these like whataboutisms that have been overtaken. And that's like just not what's currently happening. And I also, we've said this before that like, I'm just like really, 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 really upset at like the liberals and leftists and who chose not to vote in this election because they thought that that was sending a message to not participate. And we don't have an overwhelming majority. When people choose to not participate in like the small, small things that we can do, it feels really defeatist. And it like is really just super frustrating because I don't know, we have to uphold different parties to have like what their ideology is. And like, yes, I don't think that all Democrats are for abortion, but if they want to get elected for a next term um, right now, this is like one of those 
big issues that they would have to uphold it. And if we had more and it just like makes me, I don't know, it just like makes me upset. That being said, make sure you vote in your local elections in the midterms and help educate others on the importance of that. Mm hmm. And um, I've been retweeting and I will continue. But if you scroll back to May 3rd and we can probably include some in the show notes, too. I've been retweeting a lot of these abortion activists have done these like very long threads that are specific state to state with um, how you can currently access abortions in your state. And also if you are out of state, how you can help if you are in the state, how you can help. And uh, that's been really helpful, especially People who are in blue states, I really, really, really urge you to help however you can. Mm-hmm. Ugh, makes me upset. Okay, so <laughs> what's our good news of the week? Hmm. I had a quote from someone. Hold on. Why is the audio not playing, though? The sound was removed. Oh, wait. Speaking of audio that got removed, I literally went to fucking send you this TikTok. And um, the audio was removed as I was, like, trying to send it to you. It was Lizzo doing an interview. Did you happen to catch it when the audio was there? So I was about to play the that video. That's the exact yes. bit. <laughs> I tried to send that to you yesterday. Oh, it is so funny. Okay, how can we find it? Because it's even... actually like like the best thing I've ever I know. heard. I was like, we need to like change our intro music to be this. Like I was like, <laughs> this is everything to me. God doesn't let people around me who not right. supposed to be around. And this is a bigger conversation than who am I? touring with in general like my circle is tighter than my pussy do you know what mm. i'm saying and they're all and it's just as good mm. so as she said it's from the book of lizzoations i would buy that coffee table book yeah like just imagine just like hot hot pictures of her mm-hmm. and, and also, just quotes yeah the only request I would have is just, I just, actually, no, I would actually enjoy it. I, uh, like a sexy photo shoot of her when she's, you know how she like eats burritos from the middle just to piss people off? Mm-hmm. That would be a good one. Yeah. And then the quote could be something about like trolling. Mm-hmm. I just like, yes. Mm-hmm. All of that. All of that. Like, it was a religious experience for me. I can't believe that that's literally, we both talking about the exact same video. Yes. <sighs> that just shows how connected we are. We get. Stick together. (laughs) (laughs) It is true. It is true. Well, we hope you all enjoyed. If you want to leave a review for the podcast, we would so appreciate it. And as always, you can vote on Fridays, potentially. But, you know, before Monday, we'll have the polls up. So make sure you follow our Instagram so you don't miss it. We always ask that you read all of them ahead of time. If you want to, like, pause the episode now and just kind of write down your thoughts of who you think was wrong so then you can save it for when the votes are up, do that and send us your emails for But Are You Wrong? And as always, we would love if you could nominate your own Rachel of the week. Or no, actually, no. Tell us the good news. This is this was a hard week. So yeah. comment on the latest Instagram post, the like good news of your week. It doesn't have to be like national news. It can just be personal. And if you see someone being a Rachel, <laughs> if you see something, say something. And tag us, not like, you don't have to tag us and like, please don't like tag me in Tucker, Car- Tucker, Tucker Carlson's post. But if you want us to talk about something um, on this podcast, we love hearing from you. So send us a DM, tag us in it, or any of that. And we have a review. Is it bad? No, it's good. Okay. Other than the one that tells us that we need to fight more. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> this one is from someone named 
Coles. Coles book. We need more. I'm going to need Megan and Melissa to create another podcast because I work five days a week and I only get to enjoy my work days twice a week. Hey, hey, <laughs> I think if everybody had the same sentiment, we would be forced yeah. to oblige. We've talked about starting another podcast. We talk about it here. I don't know. I don't remember. They all run together. But well, we've been toying with the idea of starting like a podcast about like television and movies mm-hmm. and like content related stuff. So if you want us to do that, we would probably do it on Patreon or we test it on Patreon. Okay. Yeah. So we're not opposed to that. We just need the the, the funds. Please. Please. <laughs> Please. Cash money funds. OK. All right. Toodaloo. We'll circle back next week. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.